Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I'm so excited. And without a good hip, you ain't hopping. And the first man to bring hip replacements to Los Angeles was an orthopedic surgeon named Robert Rosenfeld. Tom Flores, thank you so much for waking up early with us. I'm so excited to talk to you, and I want to talk to you also about your friend, the great Dr. Robert Rosenfeld. Well, he was quite a guy. I mean, he was, uh, uh, I mean, he's, he's a legend in Los Angeles uh, in, in orthopedic surgery and uh, yep. just an overall wonderful person, very caring. Got to know him pretty well, uh, quite well, when, I was in the, when we were in L.A., uh, even before that, because he used to come up to Oakland. He was our team doctor, our yeah. team orthopedic doctor. Did you ever have to have surgery with Dr. Rosenfeld? Uh, no. Thank no, God. I didn't. Thank God. Uh, no, thank God I, I didn't have any. Of course, I, uh, I got hit a few times on the sideline as a head coach, but uh, I never had <laughs> never had surgery for that. Never had surgery when I was uh, playing um, oh my God. with Dr. Rosenfeld. That's amazing, Tom Flores, that you stayed so healthy. For, I interviewed Tony Gonzalez, 16 seasons in the NFL. He missed one game. You're, that's amazing. Good for you. Yeah, well, I, I had some shoulder problems, you know, in other areas, but never anything that required, uh, you know, a, a major re- reconstruction of your knee or shoulder or things of that nature. <clears throat> wow, Although a- I'm paid for it now. <laughs> Well, Father Time is undefeated. We call it at yep. Cedars Alta Cacaritis. Welcome to the club. But it's the good news is in 2017, our technology is not what it was when you played and when you coached, which is a big advance. I went oh, yeah. to I went to yeah, dinner. The, the, the technology nowadays is just remarkable. I mean, it's, yes, it's uh, some of it is almost routine, uh, and uh, it's good. That's that's what the medical field is all about: is get better, get better, and get better. You know, even as a coach player, you you must be amazed. You watch on the sidelines now. They sit down with laptops looking at the defense and going over. In the 60s, you couldn't do that when you're trying to size up your opponent, right? I mean, you had to do it all by eye. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, we didn't have the, the use. The only thing we had is the use of the, uh, the old Bell and Howe projector the, after the game, watching the game film. We didn't have... Uh, and then they came along with Polaroid cameras, and then they could take snapshots during the game. But you couldn't have that done at the sideline, so you had to have it done up up in the box. And then somebody had to take it all the way down to the field to show it to the coaches and players. You know, learning about a person, it's such a delight to be able to talk to you, Tom Flores. Thank you once again for getting up early with us. I really appreciate it. I want to thank Dr. Fred Nicola for making this happen as well. Um, my father was a carpenter. My mother was a nurse. I think I'm genetically programmed to be a carpenter in the body, and I became an orthopedic surgeon. Tell me a little bit, where did the love of football, specifically as a sport, how old were you when you got shot in the heart by Cupid who said, yep, this is the sport I would love to do? Take us back to the beginning of your life. Well, growing up in the San Joaquin Valley, um uh, in the days when, when uh, television wasn't as predominant as it is now, uh, you know, you didn't see a lot of football. You saw it on, on the clips and on the newsreels. And most of the time, uh, we saw East Coast football, Army, Navy, and Notre Dame. Uh, that was about it. The pros were not a big factor in those days. And uh, so, but with the, the first time I ever picked up a football, I could throw it. And uh, it was fun to throw and play catch and run, and, mm-hmm. and run around and catch the ball and throw the ball. So it was, 
it was not a passion though, but it was it was fun to do. I played everything I could. I played basketball and baseball. Actually, basketball was my favorite sport. But, <laughs> but uh, it so happened that I was better at football. And then when I about my junior and senior year in high school, it became uh, a bigger part of my life as far as the enjoyment. Uh, and then obviously when I went on to college, uh, it, it was a part of my life along with you know the educational part. So it was good. It was it was just. It's something that you don't realize until you don't have it, mm. and uh, that, that that your passion is taken away from you, and that's when it happened. Uh, that's why I got into coaching. All of a sudden, I missed football when I left as a player. Got it. And uh, I said, "Wow, I said I got to do something. I got to get back some way." And fortunately, I had a, I had a, a, an opening and took advantage of it. And, here we are, 55 years later, or whatever oh, it is. God. How about in high school? Was there a coach that kind of inspired you, that set you on your way? I asked, again, I asked Tony Gonzalez, whose voice do you hear in your head when you're running down the field as a, as a pro playing for the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you hear your coach on the sideline? Do you hear your college coach's voice? And he said, no, I hear my high school football's coach in my head as I'm running down the field, even as a pro. Did you have a memorable coach in the beginning? 